Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'm your host, Jen Gittimer. Well, in this podcast, we're going to help you attract more qualified, unbelievable, ready-to-buy clients. We're going to help you build loyal relationships. And the one thing you're hoping for, close more deals. Let's get into it. It's time to sell or die. Hello and welcome back, Die Hard. Hi, Jen. You look beautiful today. Thank you. Jen, where were you last week? Well, I was in London. Where were you? Oh, wow. What a throwaway line. People speak English over there, but they don't speak American. And there's a big, big difference. It feels like a a different language, even though we are speaking the same words. And as as a diehard, you have to make sure that you're speaking your customer's language. You have to adapt and adjust to whatever they're saying and whatever their words are and understand them. Literally, you have to re-understand them. We had a great time. It was just a lot of fun. It was. Um, We were there for a conference and we each spoke on stage. Uh, There were about 1,400 people there. It was my biggest talk ever. Not your biggest, but definitely my my first big, big talk like that. And you were phenomenal. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. And, you know, one day we should debrief like what went into that, because a lot of prep and practice went into that and just show up and start talking. There was a lot that went into that. But let's talk about ABBA. Well, we had two highlights of our trip. One was a real football game where Arsenal played Southampton and they scored two goals to tie it in the last three minutes of the game was very exciting and not cold, just nice. And everyone there was civil, very, very civil. All of the visitors sat in one section so they couldn't fight with anybody else because it's an emotional game. By visitors, you mean anyone supporting the The other team team had to sit. They were relegated to one section. (laughs) They were they all had to sit together on the way to the game. All the pubs said local fans only. In other words, if you're for the other team, stay the hell away. And they would make you take up, like, open up your jacket to show that you were not supporting the other team, (laughs) like to show your shirt if you were wearing a shirt of the home team. It was it was amazing because we don't do that here, right? We all no sit. We sometimes I've been to games where the person next to me is rooting for the other team, and it's so tense. Like, so I really enjoyed sitting with people who are all sharing a. Yeah. Commonality. We're all but. Arsenal fans. Everyone there was an Arsenal fan. Yeah. So, but we had a real, another highlight. And I think that this is worth sharing with the audience of diehards because everyone is exposed to it every single day. We went here. ABBA Voyage. ABBA Voyage. It's a concert put on by ABBA who are way past their prime. I mean, this is stuff from the 70s. And it was all AI. It was all Avatar. They they sold 2,000 tickets, and people knew it was an avatar. They knew it. They sell out every single night. They've been selling out for months. It's the, one of the hardest tickets to get in the city. And people were all dressed up in their old ABBA outfits and bell-bottom pants and all kinds of stuff. And they're singing SOS and all the songs that you know ABBA by. But Jen and I sat there literally mesmerized. It was way beyond a concert. It was a performance that, that was so memorable I'm still thinking about it, talking about it, all artificially produced. So it's one thing to see cartoon characters or like characters 
of someone you've seen before on a screen, right? But this was actual 3D avatars. Like you felt as someone sitting in the audience, I felt like if I were to reach out and touch them, that I would be able to feel like, not to like be weird, but like their skin, right? Like that's how real it looked. And they were moving and dancing and singing and holding the mic as if they were actually really there. Now, obviously we know that they weren't there and that it was 3D replicas of them, but the 3D replicas were so real. It was insane. They came up the stage through those, like a hole in the stage and, and it was unbelievable. I mean, you literally thought were and they looked in their 20s and these are people that are in their 70s right now they reclaimed their youth and they they talked to you they played their instruments it was it was as though you were at a live event and it was really cool where- the screen was about i don't know 50 feet would you say no 100 100 feet huge. i mean it was huge and it wrapped around so it was the whole front part of like center stage, like if you were to look straight ahead, but then it wrapped around the arena. And so they would go from these 3D avatars to replicas of them, like images or videos of them on the screen, where then when you're on a screen, you know, they're not there, right? But they still felt so real. And and it was like surround sound and all around you. And it was, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And it was so trippy in a way that it it just challenges your mind to think about well if yeah. this is possible what else is what possible? else right so let's look at it from a standpoint of you as as a diehard probably get two or three ai emails a day and avatars becoming merged with ai to a point where the sophistication level is beyond scary it's unbelievable and content especially for salespeople, you, the diehard, is going to become more available, more quickly, and you're going to think of it as an answer. And I'm going to challenge you right now. It is not an answer. It is a tool that will provide you with information. And your job is to customize that for yourself. And we didn't have any control over what ABBA performed in their concert, but they knew what the audience would love. There were people dancing in the aisles and going crazy. And by the way, they were so strict about taking pictures. They literally had people roaming the audience, making sure you didn't take a picture of anything. It was crazy. Yeah, we have no video or picture to show for it because it was they they already said they would kick you out. And they were really we you thought can we go. You know. can go to London and you could buy your ticket. I'm telling you, if you only go to London and see that, it's worth it. How about that? No big so- band, no. I always try to look at what's new and try to transmute that into what's next. Because every salesperson, every single diehard is looking for whatever opportunity exists within the framework of AI and use it to build your sales. The avatar is not going to go away. It's just not going to go away. Think about this. Companies are always looking to increase profit and save money, right? So they could say, you know what? Let's... Timmy is our best salesperson. Let's model an avatar, 3D, oh my after God. Timmy. Okay? 
we don't need our 100 person sales force anymore. We just need 100 Timmy's and they could create avatars of the best salesperson. So you have to be thinking diehard as a salesperson. And this is not to scare you. This is just to set the stage literally for what is the future, what is coming at you. Okay. What differentiates you from an avatar? What makes someone want to buy from you instead of an avatar? And how can you use AI to your advantage rather than compete with what AI is is bringing? Because I'm telling you, like we interviewed, we should go back and listen to that episode. We interviewed Richard Brody on Sell or Die probably like 400 episodes ago. And if you recall, he said robots are coming. And they're going to be smarter than we are. He said it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking I about. I remember what he said, Jen. He said, we're going, to be, we're, going to be, we're going to be cleaning their houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me just throw this at you. Our AI is going to launch in another few weeks. 17 of my books, a thousand of my videos, all kinds of courses. Everything that I have is going to be in one, one hopper. Imagine your ability to go in for a very few dollars and ask me any question you want about sales and you get an answer about the best three questions you can ask when you walk in. How do I overcome this objection? Is this the right time to close the sale? And get a real answer from me. That's what's happening. Now, when you get those questions, you're going to have to modify them to what your circumstance is and your situation is. In other words, anything you get from chat GPT or whatever the whatever platform you're using, you're going to get computerized responses not emotional responses. And you're going to have to transform that into what you need to communicate to your customers. So it's not an answer. It's a tool. The good news is when, when my AI comes out, it will be emotional, but you'll still have to, you'll still have to transform it into your answers that you need for your customers. But imagine having that information to you snap like that. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for your AI to come out. I really want to talk about what can a salesperson do right now? So if you're a diehard and you're listening to sell or die and you're like, oh shit, like my job could be replaced by a robot. Like, no, 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 no. Stop going down that path because you're going to tense up. You're going to lose all ability to think critically. And you're going to go into this worry zone of like, how are you going to make right? Um, your bottom dollar. Like that's not what this is about. Okay. This is about stay creative. And what can you do when you're in front of your customer so that they don't want to buy from a robot so that they want to buy from you. They want to call you on the phone, which by the way means you actually have to answer your phone. Like you can't be like (laughs) slack anymore because if you're slack, they can just get a robot to replace you. Yeah, the robot will answer the phone every time and be friendly. You have to put yourself in a position where some of your habits need to be enhanced. If you've been doing, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know what? If you've been doing it for 20 years, you're probably partially complacent, maybe even fully complacent because you're making your 150, 250, 350 a year and you think the world's not going to stop. It's going to stop real soon. It's going to come to, you're going to come to a crossroads where you're going to have to decide I'm in or I'm going to retire. Those are your two options. And yeah. so so my recommendation is wake up in the morning and instead of doing whatever dumb shit you do and, and in the evening, whatever dumb shit you do and start to study 
AI and start to get familiar with some of the 1,500 programs that are out there right now that contain artificial intelligence responses? And how can you take advantage of that with your customers? Learn. Go back to school. Think about the foundation of selling. The foundational principles are about creating a relationship and creating an emotional connection. AI and avatar can't do that. And so what are you doing? We always talk about gitmer.com slash CRM. We talk about using that the CRM that you'll find there with you know the free trial and all that, gitmer.com slash CRM, to track the details. And Jeffrey, you always say the devil's not in the details. The sale is in the details. And why is that? Correct. Because one of the things, one of the very few things that's going to help you stand out from an avatar of the best salesperson on your team, maybe it's an avatar of you, is going to be that emotional connection. It's going to be remembering their kid's birthday or their kid's soccer game or that their kid made state and played in that tennis tournament. Like whatever it is, right? Those connectors are going to be so key. And when you have hundreds of customers, it's hard to remember them for everyone. And it's important to understand that the marketplace, the face of the marketplace is changing. And you have to decide for yourself, is this a change that I'm willing to get involved in? Is this something I'm willing to do? I I heard so many people who had a lot of experience say crap like, well, I don't do Twitter. You know, that's bullshit and that's over. You have to get involved in everything that can potentially create some kind of conversational link and emotional connection with your prospective customers and especially your existing customers. There has to be a way for you to keep that dialogue going. Hey, I just found this. What do you think? Send it to people. They'll be blown away by what you do. They'll be blown away by what you say, but show them you're in a leadership position, not a grumbler. I'm not doing this because I've been doing this too long. I've been doing this for 37. I don't care how long you've been doing it, dude. This world is changing and you have a choice of you can either change with it or die from it. Ooh, on that note, until next time, I'm Jan Gittimer. And I'm Jeffrey Gittimer, and I'm challenging you, get involved in AI, even if your ASS falls off. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to like, share. Yeah, share with both your friends. And subscribe to the podcast. And remember, we have a free 22-day sales challenge. Just go to Gittimer.com slash sales challenge to start you on your way.